Charles Spurgeon was a man that God used, and millions are still being impacted by his kingdom work. As we examine his life and ministry, we hope to strengthen today's church and bring glory to Christ. My name is Joel Littlefield, lead pastor of New City Church in Bath, Maine, and I'm joined by my brother in Christ, Josh Whitney. Welcome to the Spurgeon Maniacs podcast. Wow, that's a great new song. It sounds really familiar. What a sick track, bro. You want to see something really cool? (laughs) I do. Have you ever seen that before? No. It's called a dot card. Hence the word dot. Is that why it says dot on the card? Unlock your phone. Touch it to the card. Are you ready? It's a business card. What? Yeah, dude. So I was at the Baptist convention, or now they actually they've changed their name, Baptist Churches of New England, and uh, they gave these out to a bunch of leaders that are helping people multiply. But dude, that's just for like so when we're ha- having coffee with somebody and just whatever. You know, contact. this is the mark of the beast, right? Dude, somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody in the room was like. How okay? I'm gonna go to the Southern Baptist Convention this year in New Orleans, and how many of them are gonna think I have the mark of the beast with yeah. that card? Because yep. dude, that's the imagine yep. you take this out, you're at you're at you with got, your right hand, you've got like fifteen thousand people around, and you're just like, hey, uh, would you scan this? <laughs> Boop, <laughs> and you're like, yes, you need to <laughs> set the card on your hand. Oh my gosh, hmm. hey, that nice is to meet really you. <laughs> for those of you who can't. Huh. If you can't see oh, what we're you doing, need to get someone, yeah. uh, you need to get someone in on it and be like, yes, you're allowed to buy here now. <laughs> that would be awesome. Do buy at, or trade here. Do it at the pillar station for the pillar, for the pillar guys. <laughs> that would be awesome. We should do that. Oh man. Oh my gosh. So cool. yeah, yeah, you had, you had this business card. It looks like a business card. Yep. And did we say this already? No. Are you telling yeah. people that are listening? Yeah. You can't see. Yeah. You can't thing? see what we just did. So there's that right there uh-huh. is podcast gold mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just have this completely visual experience that no one can participate. I know. So it's a small business card and it's an RFID chip basically on the inside. Mm-hmm. So it's got a QR code on one side and then dot on the other because of its brand. So you can either scan it or tap it. And it, I am, I'm looking at it. Here's his email, Insta, phone, Twit, uh, Spotify, Face, and... Did you call me? <laughs> Dude, we, sh- we should have gotten a hold of these guys TikTok, and said, hey, Snapchat. Uh, sponsor the show, guys. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon. Oh, I wonder, can, they, can you do Patreon on there? Mm, probably. You can do you Venmo. Pff- all right, so you you realize this is the first time I've ever seen this. Can you do Patreon on can that? Can you really? Tell me about I, this, Josh. <laughs> I feel like I came poorly prepared oh, for this. That's okay. Impromptu me. I'm sorry. I should have no, researched cool. more. How's your week been? Oh, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I do know. I know exactly what you're going through. No, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, work. Work is always crazy. So that's fun. <laughs> um, and it's cool that you were able to get out early though. Yeah. For this. Well, sh- sh- 
They oh, might be listening. I hope no, your it actually boss is. Boss doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I have one of the guys does. that uh, one of the guys on our our uh, management team, Brandon. If you're listening, um, he was like, "So, how's your podcast going?" I was like, uh, "It's uh, going really well." How do you know about my podcast? <laughs> and he goes, oh, someone, I think someone must have told me if it wasn't you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so people at my work apparently are talking about the fact that That's awesome. I'm part of a podcast. So cool. it was actually really cool. Shared the, uh, just kind of briefly gave about the gospel, asked him where he was. So Brandon, awesome. hopefully you scan the card and you're listening to this because it's a lot of fun. I got to, I got to hand the little QR code card out to a couple people at the assessment retreat. Nice. Recently. Yeah. How'd that go? You were there as a, not sponsor, but what it was it? Sending church rep. Yep. With Isaac and Michaela. No, it was a great weekend. There was at least 12, 12 planter couples there. Most of them planting in New England, but there were some Virginia guys there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I knew one of the couples <sighs> there. You talked to them. Or oh, you knew them. Nick Ford. Yeah, was you knew there. Nick Ford. Yeah. Nick Ford. First time I Pretty ever sure heard him preach. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick, you did a good job preaching, man. You had some passion. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you really did. Yeah, you felt like you handled the text really well. And for preaching in front of like eight people, yeah, like <laughs> that were all saved, you did a good job pretending like we were all needing salvation. So, <laughs> so did good you job. feel like you got saved again? If yeah, I heard one standard. guy next to me actually say, I want to get baptized. <laughs> no, no joke. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the pastors, like, I think I need to get baptized. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, that's good. Man, it's good to be recording. We had a little bit of a, yeah, yeah bit, things are crazy. Things, things are, yeah, things got crazy real fast. We did the Tim Challies interview and then we're recording right now on a Tuesday mm-hmm. after an episode should have been released. So apologize for that. Yeah. But that will get released here in the next day or so. But So is the goal to release this one on Thursday and then do an, a bonus episode for Friday? Like to or do what do we want to do? Bonus episode, like just Was like two in one week. I don't know. Like how? I just want to make sure people aren't angry, <laughs> because I'm sure they will. What be, can like. we give you to all of the tens of people that listen to our podcast? <laughs> no, we've actually had we so we surpassed 500 episodes or 500 downloads like a couple of weeks ago. We're yeah. getting it's pretty cool. You know, we're not we're not crazy guys out there. Um, well, we're we are crazy guys out sorry. there. Sorry, we're not crazy popular guys out there. I forgot to add it in the other word. <laughs> words, we, yeah, words we got matter. Like sixty to ninety downloads an episode, at least on the first the first release. So that's it's pretty cool. I'm looking for the day when we're sixty to ninety downloads per minute. You know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll be great. It is <laughs> it is wild to think about some of the for podcasts. one minute and then 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 people are done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say how long, but. <laughs> at least for a whole minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But we've got some good content lined up. Great we, content. Yep. And, and, uh, I don't know guys, we're just, um, we're really trying to fight loneliness. loneliness. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> we're fighting. Josh, what? that was not in the script. Sorry. Uh, wait, we don't have a script. Um, no. Okay. We're here. It's almost May. Like it's actually almost May. Crazy enough. Yeah, we're, we're now. I think we should just be completely honest with people that are listening. We want, no, I like there to be a level of anyway. I'm sorry. Go for it. Half truths. Okay. I'm going to share half (laughs) truth. I'm just kidding. We really would love if you're listening to pray for the Spurgeon conference. Yeah. Because we understand we're new. Yep. 
And the conference is sort of new on the scene, and it does have a price tag on it, and it, it's, it takes a commitment and sacrifice for people to pay for the conference. But we would love for you to pray pray about it. Pray uh, that, that there would be registrations, and that pray for the speakers as they're planning to come, because they're committed to come. Yeah. Like, we're, they're already locked in. We got plane yep. tickets. Yep. They've got plane tickets purchased. Yep. And so we're grateful for that. But we're Josh and I are just praying about what we should do. We want to make sure that those seats get filled so that yep. you can be blessed. So would you just pray... Um, if you're listening to this the podcast, pray for us and pray for the conference and the whole process. Yeah. If yeah. you have been thinking like, oh, no, there's there is, is no doubt I'm going, you know, just with things coming up, I'll probably register later on. It is it is going to be so incredibly helpful for us to know what's going on. If you do sign up sooner rather than later, sign up, sign Just up sooner yeah. rather than later. Um, a lot of plans, a lot of things going into this thing that knowing exactly who's going to be there. Um, cause we'll accept walk-ins. Like even if you planned on coming and you want to come, unless we sell out by that point, cause yeah. obviously the building can only hold so many people. So I also think we should name drop and thank a couple people. So RefTunes just made a post. That was awesome. So if you guys are followers of RefTunes, uh, if not, you should. If you are, then you know. Uh, they dropped uh, some information about the poc- about the, the conference. Yeah. We have been so. talking with him for a while, seeing if we could get him there. Yeah. He, just, he already had his year basically booked. Of co- that yeah. guy goes to a lot of conferences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paul, awesome work. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. So appreciate, appreciate it, that. Maybe maybe next year. Maybe we Which can I'm get him just, to come by. That's excited. I mean, I, it's yeah. kind of a geek geek thing like but that's cool like i like that. i mean i'm I, looking at his stuff all around this room i know there his well, at his least on one wall well no there's that one there's and, one on inside yeah and that, i have a stack of them over there so yeah thank you so anyway <laughs> yeah this is a spurgeon podcast so we're gonna talk about spurgeon so this is uh we've got um so what inspired this topic because i was just listening to alex de prima did a great interview with nine marks the other day on preacher's talk or pastor's talk one of the two and um so it got me just thinking about this idea of uh spurgeon and how he handled communion in his church and so i thought we would talk about it a little bit and so that is what we're talking about we're talking about fencing the communion table um or all the above when it comes to even just we'll probably get to several uh, conversations just surrounding communion in the local church. So if you're curious about communion and uh, what it means and what it looks like and how people do it differently, well, we're going to talk about Spurgeon and how he particularly handled it. And it is incredibly unique. I'll just say that. We're going to say something here that when I mentioned it to my wife, she said, that's creepy. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I pushed back because I'm a big Spurgeon fan. So yeah. I, I defend Charles quite a bit. Like, uh-uh, sure. it was awesome. There's it nothing was, creepy about it. It was perfect. So now more you, churches should do this. Yes. So now <laughs> are you are you on the edge of your seat? Like what the heck could we be talking about? My knees are literally shaking. Okay. Just calm down. Sorry. <laughs> well, not literally. All right. So fencing the table. I thought it'd be good to just sort of define what it means if a group of pastors or leaders are talking about fencing the table or the communion table. But basically, it is a term that is used in order to... I guess sort of protect, well, I think it's around church membership, all right? You, when, when we talk about communion, we're talking about um, members of the church remembering and commemorating the death of the Lord Jesus, which we would say, and I think most Christians should agree, and leaders should agree, that the people taking communion should be genuine believers in Christ. Yeah. So fencing Amen. the table would be protecting that truth. Who is taking communion, and are they genuine believers? So Spurgeon had an 
interesting method for fencing the table at the Metropolitan Tabernacle. If you didn't know this, there were 5,000 plus seats at that particular church building that they built. That's remarkable for that day. Ah, pretty average. 1800s, London, um, built just for that. And so 5,000 plus in attendance from week to week. The task would have been incredible, Just even just the distribution of bread and wine. So we have this on record from an actual minutes meeting on August 13th, 1856. If you're not sure what a minutes meeting is, that's just basically the pastor's leaders getting together in an official sense, and they would record these meetings. And here's what it says, quote, It having been reported to our pastor and the deacons that certain unworthy persons having partaken of the Lord's Supper without their knowledge and consent, and that others whom they believe to be Christians but still are walking disorderly, by not joining a Christian church, have also been partakers in this divine ordinance. To prevent, therefore, such unworthy persons—we should talk about that—unworthy mm. persons from approaching the Lord's table, and also to discountenance any <laughs> disorderly conduct in Christians, the following resolutions are unanimously agreed to. This is what they've agreed to. Ready to sign the papers? We should, we're going to agree to this right now. Done. Number one, the tickets. The what? <laughs> the tickets. The, the tickets. The tickets to be given to all individuals, that tickets to be given to all individuals who enjoy transcommunion with us. Josh, what is transcommunion? Uh, transubstantiation? I don't think so. <laughs> No, I don't think so either. <laughs> not trans. So don't. Okay, listen. I, I'll admit, I did not research this. I even Googled it. You want to know what came up when I Googled trans communion? I bet um, everything that you would think would pop yeah, up. Like a trans member that was denied communion. That's what was. <laughs> oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah, I somebody who was, was a member about- of the trans community. That's not what trans communion. Spurgeon was not talking about transgender people taking communion okay but this is what they subscribe number one tickets be given to all individuals enjoying communion with us number two these tickets to be collected before the lord's supper with those of the members and thirdly that no person receive more than three consecutive monthly tickets but to be questioned as to the rightness of their position and dealt with accordingly all right so that's our section of just a little snapshot of of spurgeon's view of communion. Now you could you can research this and you can find a ton of stuff. And it is actually really remarkable because hmm. they did this as part of their membership process. People went through a rigorous, rigorous membership process. And uh I don't know if you've looked into that much. Have you did you listen to the podcast did I send you that podcast? I don't know. Uh, the preacher's did. talk or pastor's talk with Alex Suprema or Jeff Chang. He just he just did an interview also with Nine Marks. Ah. And it was it was awesome. But oh, while brought, they were all down there? No, I think he. I didn't. I don't think so. I don't think oh, okay. Dever went out there. It was it was Dever and Lehman that did the interview with. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, so this is it's unique, right? So would we ever do this? I don't know. But what do what do we? What are some scripture scriptural things? What are what's some texts that we can read just to get a basis of what the Bible says about communion, the Lord's Supper? Hey everyone, this will only take a second of your time to tell you about our conference and a special deal. Our conference is officially official. That means our first annual Spurgeon Conference will be held at New City Church, 150 Congress Ave, Bath, Maine on May 26th and 27th. 
The first night's going to include an opening to the conference, dinner, and a live recording of Spurgeon Maniacs. The next day will be packed with sessions from James Renahan, Jeff Chang, Ed Romine, and our very own Joel Littlefield. We're going to have giveaways, we're going to have lunch, coffee, and wonderful fellowship with the Saints. Those of you listening to this podcast get a special promo code. Go to our link in the show notes to our Eventbrite page and type in the promo code SPURGEPOD. That's S-P-U-R-G-E-P-O-D, and you will get $20 off that ticket price. We hope to see you all there. Now back to the podcast. Sure. So you've got 1 Corinthians 11. I think that's probably the majority of where Christians go, pastors are going to go to talk, going to go, to go, to talk to, to go. Well, to go, you know, to go. I'll get <laughs> that to go, please. <laughs> I just thought well, of the COVID cups. Yeah, but you can get communion to go. Yeah. <laughs> just, just peel it in your cup. You've already introduced tickets. Sorry. You yeah. might as well get it to go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I've seen people actually continue to move on to that regularly. They just kept that. Those com- those oh COVID that cups. Oh, the, the tickets no the COVID cups that's right yeah yeah I do you yeah. remember those mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that oh, was yeah. fun They're, they taste horrible <sighs> it's like eating mm-hmm. styrofoam so First Corinthians eleven is probably the most common place people go to pastors go to when we approach the time of the Lord's Supper and I'm just gonna read it because it's great it's scripture it's beautiful so here we are. Um, Oh, which part am I starting at? Oh, yeah. So I'll start in verse 23. For I received from the Lord, I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. Mm. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, that's something too. That's anyways, I know you love that. Gave thanks and he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of of me Mm. in the same way also he took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes Mm. whoever therefore and this so this is when we start so that is what the lord's supper is it is the remembrance of Jesus' death by these two elements, his bread, uh, the bread which he broke, and the cup which he passed out to resemble his body and his blood. This now is in regards to that fencing, into what when we talk about keeping people away from the table, because when in Christianity we talk about keeping people away, mm-hmm. I think that's probably never talked, or that's never encouraged, is keeping people away from faith, keeping away from Christ, keeping away from the blessings of the church. Mm. But this is probably one of the only places where we're told to actually keep people away. Mm-hmm. And so starting in verse 27, whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Hmm. And then this this is where, yeah, I'm just going to read it. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. 
But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home so that when he when you come together will not be for judgment about other things. I will give directions when I come. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot there. That is a lot there. Take, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't say that to say it was too much to say, but just that it, there's a lot, the to, weightiness. a lot to consider. And obviously there was a lot to be said. It was, yeah, it was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any other, any other scriptures that come to mind? Obviously you could go to any of the gospels. Yeah. Yep. And so, but I think that's good to just give a basis. So I think we can have a, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to share? Nope. So that's, I yeah. mean, that's, that's all I, I think. Cause in that is everything that we've seen or not everything. Cause like you just said, we could go yeah. to other places, but in this, I, I think we can cover a lot. The gospels totally. is actually where Jesus goes and says all this, but this is a great section that just covers why we do it, who is able to do it and what must you do in order to take it. Um, is yeah. all found right here. So let's just talk real quick about the fact that Spurgeon did this crazy thing. How could this fit into a biblical understanding of fencing the table, uh, reverence for the Lord's Supper? Do you see it? Is, oh, yeah. it? is it in line with that? I mean, was he being commercial? I mean, was it <laughs> like a commercialized thing? What What was he at? What was going on here? <laughs> um I think what some people could probably think is, okay, so you're getting upset at Catholics for indulgences, but you'll let a a pastor hand out tickets for communion. Yeah. First of all, that's silly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Second of all, one you had to pay for in order to get salvation. Exactly. And the other was a means of which you could orderly keep track of the body. Mm-hmm. That's exactly um, and what And that it was for. is extremely biblical. Pastors are given the daunting task of caring for souls. Yeah. God's children. Yeah. And which is another topic altogether about the especially American church today, but the gospel that goes around the whole world of, of the Lord wants to just love you. And and that's Mm -hmm. the gospel, um, is, is really a huge responsibility on the weight of pastors. Yeah. So could you, could you imagine if a King in his own kingdom, again, we live in a in a, in a presidential election. I don't know how far this analogy is going to go, but this king does nothing in his own kingdom. He just wants people to be happy. So people come in, people come out, people do whatever they want. There's no judgment. There's no, there's no uh, discipline. There's no nothing. And that's what you have in Corinth as far as the church is concerned. Mm-hmm. You had people coming in and going, people doing whatever they wanted, approaching the church as if this was their right, which mm-hmm. it's not a right. Um, and yeah, no, I told you that analogy would fail at some point because I lost my train of did thought. Did it just drop? It did. Oh, bye-bye. Oh, this didn't drop. No, 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 no. I mean oh. the analogy. Bye-bye. Yeah, the analogy just dropped. <laughs> the analogy. <laughs> the analogy. All of the analogy or... <laughs> no, just my train of thought. Just no, I think I know down. where you're going. Okay, then you pick it up. No, 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 I'm it. not picking it back up. But I think I know where you're going. I, I don't think I could probably pick it back up. But okay. I'll just—I think I know what you were trying to say—is that the tickets 
were a intentional way of not allowing that random, yes. uh, uh, like a lack of respect and awe and order. Yeah, for the church, and so that was just one little way. And so you brought up the money. There was no selling, and I think from what I understand from reading and listening to um, other guys about this topic, these were given out in advance. We're not talking about on the day of communion. Somebody oh, yeah, goes, you had like goes a communion up, line. Yeah, you have a ticket just... line and a communion line. You're like, no, no, that's not what it was. You, you, these guys, they were given three at a time. And that that also tells us that communion, uh, Spurgeon did communion every oh, Sunday. By that the way. makes way more sense. So to be honest, when you read them, like you could only take communion three times. No, 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 no. Yeah, so <laughs> no, no. So yeah, it was so three in sense. advance, and they would give all three, and then gotcha. once those, and then they would issue them again. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, which means that this was done at some other time in a membership in a members meeting because they had members meetings all the time. They were mm. a congregationalist church. Um, they led. They were led by elders. They had very committed pastors, and this was part of it. And they would give these out um, to members, and and then they would get used up. And yeah. So you would go to, and I, I do wonder because I don't know yeah. the details about this. When, who would you give the ticket to? I don't know. You drop it in a bucket or give it to a pastor on your right. way up to the. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure about that, but I think that we could say that this is a legitimate way to see pa- uh, Spurgeon as a pastor, his heart to shepherd and, and take seriously um, those that are taking communion are truly converted members of the body of Christ. I think the weirdness today might only just be a window into how little we think of communion. Yeah. I think it says more about that than it says about how weird it was yeah. that they had tickets. Yeah. To think that, to think that like, why, what, why, why would you give someone permission as if they had to admit entrance? I'm like, that's literally what we're being told to do. Yeah. <laughs> is, is to limit admittance. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you are taking this unworthily on. Um, yeah. And so what about these past? So are, is a pastor then supposed to sit back and be like, man, I wish these people took this more seriously or is he in charge and is it his responsibility to shepherd the flock, not be demanding with an iron fist and going, mm. I know what you've done. Get out of here. Right. Or is it his job to shepherd these people and, and use that as an opportunity to walk with them. And it's cause this is something serious. Yeah. Very serious. Yeah. So I, I think that a couple of things that could be happening if you're listening to this and you're in leadership and you're a pastor and you have some, uh, say with your elder team on how this is done. I, I think it's a good challenge to even just think about it. Maybe you're too loosey goosey about it, and mm-hmm. you're just like. Com- so the opposite of this would be open communion. Open. So yeah. when you when you look at the history of the church uh, at some point eighteen nineteen hundreds that it became a very open thing, like to where it there was no uh, even considering who's coming in and who's taking the supper. It literally, if you just come in and you're breathing and you have a heartbeat and you can and you just you could pretend to be a Christian. Anybody can take it. Mm. And so it wasn't always like that. Yeah. So um, we've seen it changed. And it's, it's uh, so hopefully what you can do with hearing this information is consider, is, are you fencing the table at all? Mm. Who's, who are you as shepherds? And I'm going to use the word allowing. And, and because that's not a bad word. No. <laughs> who are you allowing to approach the table. Yep. And so let's talk about that for a minute. What would be the danger of allowing anybody to take communion? Is it actually the most loving thing? 
No. No, it's not. No, it'd be uh, obviously on a different scale, but your kid, every time they come up asking for ice cream, it's like, I love you. That's why I'm not going to do this for you all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Love requires discipline. Mm -hmm. Love requires offense. Love requires um, shepherding. And so I was actually going to ask ask you that as a pastor, um, as one of my pastors, how do you guys, because on the outside, I'm starting, you know, it was such a blessing. got to actually lead it a couple of weeks ago. Um, but how do you guys do that fencing or what's the, what's the communion like between the elders yeah. on, on what you want that to look like? So on the extreme end, we'll go to the far end of this, that the church discipline um, short of actually excommunicating somebody to, that, that could not be in the church, um, we would fence the table by saying if somebody is in unrepentant sin, we would, we would physically instruct them, verbally instruct them to say at this, at this time you would not be uh, welcome to take communion with us because, because you're in unrepentant sin. We've actually never had to do that. Yeah. But that's what we would do. Um, so that's the other end. Um, and I think then it's just the instruction that we give. Which, mm. which you got to share in that and kind of give those instructions a couple of weeks ago, which I thought you did a great job. Mm. And then Peter got to do it last week, and I thought he did a great job. He did do a great job. And um, so that would be one way that we do that, by simply saying this is who communion is for. Mm. It is for the believer. We actually, we actually verbalize every Sunday that if you are not in faith, if your faith is not in Christ and you are not a born again Christian walking with Jesus, then this meal is not for you. Mm. And we say, we actually say those words and we even will say, go far to say, we would discourage you from taking this. But then what, what do we do? You can share the next part. We also give an open door. Yeah. Except Christ. Except Christ. Today. This is no time. This is no time to wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't do an all. You, that is our altar call. Yeah. So uh, uh, Baptist. Yeah. Alt, so altar call. It feels weird to say altar call because there's no music that play. Well, we do have the past. <laughs> oh, we have the, pian- the piano. We have the music piano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Colin. We still use that Colin. If you're listening, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. We well, love we, playing it. But we only use the music to manipulate people a little bit. We just want to. Well, you know, how manipulate are they going to feel sh- bad? Yeah. If well, there's the no music. Spirit can't move. It's true. Without music. I stand up there in the desk at the desk and I just sprinkle gold dust on people okay. as they're standing. Yeah, exactly. So sprinkle hopefully it. you, all of our <laughs> listeners really know when that shift went to complete sarcasm by now. I hope you really do understand. This is a dangerous method of recording, but just so you know, cause somebody, <laughs> somebody be like, oh, they believe in sprinkling gold that's dust. Not, that's no. not anyway. Yeah. Back on track. So yeah, not an altar call, but not an altar call, but but that invitation, like if you if this has been uh, if if the word because we preach the word every week, we don't we don't, you know, just do whatever we want. Preaching the word every week. If the word convicted you today, today is the day of salvation. That's right. So if you do that, find a pastor um, will walk with that through you and yeah, take communion. Um, yeah. Uh, would you do communion same day if someone came up to you and said, i I know, I know that you're talking about me. My sin is very real. I, I need Christ. Sure. Should they then take communion that day? Um. Okay. So this is where you get into some. So I, th- I think that that what y- you would, you could. 
But some mm-hmm. people would want to say, no, they should be baptized first. Like, let's baptize mm-hmm. them into the membership of the oh, church. Also, bapti- baptism saves. All right, I'm going to stop. Sorry. No sarcasm. <laughs> so that's what you would do? You would, you, if so, you think you would instruct so that way? I don't know. I don't know. I think I could go either way. But I'll, I'll, I'm just sort of voicing for the strict sure. baptistic membership process that, yeah. that, that the baptism after conversion mm. is the yeah. next step. Spurgeon waited like seven eight months waiting for the permission of his father and then going hey the next baptism like he yeah. he was faithful well not to that. mention that their their membership process they had six steps that were rigorous from mm-hmm. like at least three or four different types of interviews before you even admitted as a member mm-hmm. and then the last step of that was baptism if necessary so that would mean that somebody could be waiting months before they took their first communion i would say i don't know if i'd go that far if I knew that there was a genuine profession of faith upon uh, an interaction with that person, mm. then I think they should be allowed to take communion. Because mm. that's, that's all the Lord says, is you know that this is for the person who is in Christ. This is for a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. It's much easier if you know that person has been coming. Exactly. They're like a daughter, they're a sister, they're a brother, they're an uncle of somebody in our church, and they've been coming for a while. But if someone had walked off the street and then said, yeah, man, I know that's me, yeah. that'd probably be harder. But I also don't think we would just tackle somebody if somebody came in as a visitor. Yeah. And then they sort of just bypassed our instructions, and then they went back to the table. I don't believe any of the elders would go back and say, hey, you're not welcome to take this yeah. because we don't know what their heart is. We just don't know. Yep. But I think that, that we have a process. We at least have a system in place that takes a visitor into uh, at least making a decision about membership. And then eventually we find out if they are in Christ or yeah. if they need to be saved. And so that's all about discipleship, man. All that's about why it's so important. Discipleship. So how have you seen it done? What are some different methods you've seen? Like, so I'm talking about the, the actual physical way that it's done in a church. Yep. Um, I have seen the classic tray, mm-hmm. that silver tray with the cross on top as that top lid. Yeah, man. Um, I, that's probably the majority. Mm-hmm. So the only time I haven't seen that is coming to New City. So when you say the tray, it's not only just in the tray, but the tray was passed yes. through the, ro- the rows. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it, I think that's because everyone is watching those trays. So I, I, I felt watched during that time because I was watching other people. <laughs> um, I you think did? that's a weird way of doing it personally. Passing it down the aisle. Yeah. So honestly, okay, so that's kind of why, why, why I brought that up is what, what method is actually harder to fence the table? The self-serve in the back of the room or front of the room Mm. or the pass the plate, pass the the tray or whatever. um, I think I think harder is passing because whenever I've seen it passed, it wasn't ushers or deacons. It was people assigned to that role for that given week Mm -hmm. because it was also once a month because that's Mm. the that's the holy way of keeping it pure. Again, sarcasm. Uh. (laughs) Um, I remember being put on that uh, and I'm like and just. I thought about that. I'm like, what if this person isn't saved? Or I remember seeing people. I'm like, I've never seen them like faithfully coming to church. They just randomly sporadically show up. And Mm. now I'm handing them this tray and they take it. And then I walk. I've had some people where I go up and I have the tray and they wave me off. And I was like, interesting. Okay. Um, And I keep on walking. I think that's awkward because a, you have unqualified people being the bearer of the tray, Mm -hmm. which is Hard to say unbiblical because I don't know where trays are in the Bible in this scenario. Yeah, tray bearer, second Timothy. Yeah, 
Trey Bear. Yep, Second Timothy. Yeah, the Trey Bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then again, you also didn't see tables uh, like table table with cups already laid out on a tray again. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say like where that is, but I think that puts undue burden and responsibility on people that shouldn't be in charge of handing trays and handing out yeah. these elements. So I'd say that one's harder. Yeah. I, harder having, to fence the table. Harding, harder to fence the table. Yeah. Cause you as the pastor, then you're just watching these people go be like, don't do th- not that. No, 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 yeah. not that rope. Not that. Okay. Well, you, you don't, you leave less to conscience yeah. and more to just obligation. Hey, the yeah. tray's in front of me. I'm going to take it rather than, you have to get up out of your seat after hearing instruction of what communion is and how serious it is. You have to get up. And if you're going to go back there and take it, it's really, it's your decision. It's not going in front of you. Yeah. Uh, and I like the fact that that allows for the conscience to, uh, to be a little bit more pressed upon. Mm. Um, and I, which I think is good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we do it. The new city. We go yep. back to the back of the room. Now we have a we tray used to do the intinction. front of the room. We used to do intinction. Yeah. Dip it. Don't dip sip it. it. Dip it. Don't sip it. <laughs> dip it. Don't sip it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I like I like what we do now. What about yeah. uh, so you read from First uh, Corinthians eleven self examination? Um, I think that's a important part of the process. How, what do you? Th- what are some? What are some ways that we can really be practical? Like lis- listeners are, hope hopefully all of them are all believers, but they're all part of a local church, um, taking communion either once a week or once a month or. Mm. What are some ways to really take advantage of the uh, one obey the scripture to examine the heart? Like Paul says, mm. how do you do that in a, in a local church just as it's about to happen? Yeah. Um, I have been, so I've been the recipient of like the Lord strongly convicting my heart right before that time. So I think trusting in the Lord to if if you are faithfully walking with Christ or your desire is walking with Christ, he will do the necessary work to convict you of that time before it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, a practical way of doing that is because I don't think as much as earlier I said this is the only time we see scripture like trying to keep people away from something. I, I don't think the purpose of that passage is these are the select few people that should be able to approach the table. Mm-hmm. I think the pers- purpose of that passage is to gather people and make them want to gather around that table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so practically, yeah. Search your heart is not a race, especially with us. We usually say that. I think I said that in mine, which mm-hmm. felt weird. It's not a race. It's not a race. Um, but it's not, it's not of like, Hey, you know, this is service. Let's, let's keep things moving. So if you, if you know you're going to do it, just go do it. If you don't know if you're going to do it, then just don't do it. Like that's not, mm-hmm. that's not it. Take, take some time. Um, yeah. usually the, the pastor or, you know, the one in charge of doing that part of the service is is talking about all these things using the message bringing your attention back to the message the word so use that time um earnestly seek the lord yeah yeah i've seen uh recently it's been really great actually a couple times people really putting this into practice in our church and i think when it happens what you have is somebody slowing down and before they take communion the Lord has pointed something out in their life, in their heart, something that needs to be addressed, something that need to be prayed prayed over for, or maybe even a person that they're bitter with, against. We always open that door up for if there's anybody in the church, in the service that you are at odds with, make it right before. Um, but 
um, it's been actually I've had the privilege of praying with a couple people these last couple weeks before they went into communion. That just tells you that they are actually doing mm-hmm. what what is being said here. They're taking a moment. So Scripture says um, the psalmist actually says, "Oh Lord, search me and know me. Try my heart and see if there's any false way within me. Uh, try me and know my heart." Actually, I, I believe that's Psalm 103, Psalm 109, 103, mm. 103.9, no. 105.9 FM. Oh, I see what you did there. No, that's that was not intentional. <laughs> that was just what came in my head. No, but uh, Lord, search me and know my heart. That's one that I'm thinking of, and, and and try me and know my heart. And then there's another one I believe that talks about the false way that is in me. Um, but I think that's a good principle to apply, that it is the Lord that searches the heart. And if the Christian mm-hmm. is truly, if the person who's taking communion is a believer, mm-hmm. a born-again Christian, then you have the Spirit of God that is bearing witness in you and is pointing you to Christ. And I would just encourage listeners to just be sober and serious and intentional about the time, whether it's a one minute window or a five minute window that you're given in your local assembly. um, Take a minute, bow your head and pray and Mm -hmm. seek the Lord and say, before I take this bread and wine that or juice that represents and remi- and is a commemoration of the death of Christ. I'm not going to go back there flippantly, not having repented of or even asked if there's anything in me that needs to be repented of or forgiven. So, we just encourage people to take it seriously. Mm, yeah, here, um, this has to do with the preaching side leading up to it because I think that's a beautiful benefit of doing communion weekly. Mm-hmm. It's not a surprise. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I know I've been sitting under the preaching and, and thinking about the communion coming up as the word is being preached. So I think of Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Because mm. you can convince yourself of where what you are but yeah. you can't convince the word yeah, <laughs> of, right. of what your soul and what your heart is yeah. it is it is there to divide mm-hmm. um to divide your flesh from what's holy and uh and it is discerning it discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart mm. um so that just goes another benefit into being expositable preacher preaching at your church amen yeah, and so the two, yeah, and so this will fall just in line with that. So, so this is Psalm 139, verse 1. Oh, Lord, you have you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Hmm. And then Psalm 139, 24, same psalm, just a little bit further down. Um, it says... And see, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Those would just be great prayers every time. Mm. What if a Christian just memorized that and just brought that to the Lord? Lord, search me. Is there any way that's grieving you? Am I grieving the Spirit? And if there is, then let me take care of this now before I go back to that table. Mm. And so I think even by saying those things as a pastor or as you're setting up the communion for people, even just by laying that before people, you're fencing the table. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't see anywhere in here that puts the charge on the pastor to weave through the um, 
the congregation at that moment stopping people. Yeah, you but have to just, leave it to the Lord in a sense, right? Yeah. yeah, you can't really like. Yeah, we could try an actual fence. We yeah. So instead of a ticket, every person is given a key or a key code. <laughs> a Technology. Key code. Well, we have these dot cards that I've got. Yeah, just beep. You know. Yeah, and if you go to beep and it doesn't open, mm. <laughs> you know. You know you. Yeah. You done, you done messed up. You done messed up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So no, this has been good. Spurgeon Maniacs. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is yeah, no, it's no, good. So all the way from Spurgeon's ticket method to where we are today, I think the whole point is that fencing the table is good. It's necessary. Mm. It's biblical. If we don't fence the table, then you have open communion. We know that's not good. Um, mm-hmm. so we're trying to take it seriously. Yeah. And we want people to we as Christians, I want to um be sober about it and joyful. Yeah. Right. Do you ever struggle with uh, that balance? Well, this will be the last thing we talk about in communion, having a sober, a serious joy about what you're about to do. Do I struggle yeah, is that- with either being serious about it or joyful or having that perfect or having that blend? Yeah. Just having an intention, like, like being, I think you, maybe most often somebody's either one or the other. Um, but, it takes yeah. intentionality to do to be both, and I think there's a benefit to actually looking at it from both ways. Yeah, uh, yeah, serving makes it hard at times for sure. I see when you're serving in the church yeah. and you're yeah because you're thinking about other things, do you, especially if it's like a terrible Sunday, mm-hmm. um, terrible preaching, terrible preaching. Mm-hmm. I hear you, Just man. On mm. and on and on. No, uh, so I do the media, so the the projector, live stream, the sound. I'm in charge of that. So if like the the, the computer freezes, we had to reboot it. The live streams was terrible. Um, uh, a lot of like mutes were left on, like just just like a bad. And I'm and then yeah. uh, so trying to run, 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 then all of a sudden I hear you or Isaac or Eric or Mark going. And now this time as we approach the Lord's table, and I'm like the what? Oh, oh yeah. uh. Yeah, Um, and I'm still thinking about everything that just went wrong, Um, and yeah, it's hard to like just be like, okay, Josh, and spiritual. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So those those are probably the hardest times for sure. That makes sense. Okay. Well, that's probably not very far off from uh, the most people, average person that's just got life and junk and stuff. Sure. You know, we're ministry minded people, but then you also have. Um, you have people that are on, on all different walks of life. Kids are freaking out. There's messy stuff going on at home. And then you approach the table and you know, it's Mm. serious, but then you also know it's joyful because it's reminding us of the reconciliation we have in Christ that is one day going to lead us to that eternal state where we are in the joy of the Lord forever. Our communion with him is eternal and we'll be with him. So I think that's where we can have the sobriety. To where we can say, examine my heart and even deal with some of those sins um, of the past week or even of the moment, but then intentionally say, here's what this death of Christ means. And as mm-hmm. I take this bread and, and juice and internalize it, um, help me to actually believe that this means something for my future. Yeah. That there's an eternal reality of joy and I get to be with Christ forever. Yeah. That's so. probably the thing that can pull me back the the best is just thinking it's not going to be like this. It's not going to be like this forever. It's not going to be like this forever. There won't be pro presenter in heaven. There's not going to be pro presenter in heaven. We're <laughs> all going to know these songs and 
Yeah, uh, man. It's no, good. just the struggle. Yeah. There's not. There's not going to be a. Sh- it's not going to be a struggle anymore. Amen. We, we have nothing hindering us from the full enjoyment, fulfillment of Christ. Amen. That's good, man. It's a good thing to think about. Awesome. Well, hopefully, hopefully this communion talk was encouraging, and you've got a few things to kind of think about and chew on, pray about. Have a really good communion time this coming Sunday. Yeah. Hopefully it's and then give us some feedback. Let us know. Did this did this help you? Maybe you're you're able to just kind of think through it a little bit differently. We'd love to hear from you and Josh. Share some things, man. We got some things. We got some things. So in that, just following what what you were just saying, we have podcast at spurgeonmaniacs.com. Tell us about it. Uh, tell us about what you thought of this. Give us some feedback mm-hmm. if there's anything that you want. But episode also, ideas, episode ideas, all of that stuff you can send us there. We also have our Facebook page, Spurgeon Maniacs. That's where we're sharing content, trying to keep you up and date on the conference. We also have the private page. That's where you guys can interact with one another. Don't forget about Patreon. That's a great way you guys can support us. You can support what we're doing. Uh, that will help us do more things in the future be better prepared for more things in the future and we would love your support there so you can find us patreon search spurgeon maniacs that link all of this stuff by the way is in the show notes and then lastly the conference yes don't delay we're very much looking forward to having you guys there we're very much looking forward to dr renahan dr chang dr romine these guys 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 these people are such a blessing yeah. um, and it's it's going to be great. Please come. We're so very much looking forward to it. And until next time. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe.